If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Now tell me what you said. This little girl, Layla, today, she over here telling me that she doesn't like my twinkle toes. So I say, okay, but who said you had to like them? <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, as always, we find a gym, we unearth something that we can take with us and, and, and apply it to our practical lives every day. And we like to, to find these gems out of the mouths of babes. That's some biblical shit, okay? If you get up on Sunday morning and, and learn something, then that, I'm sure that hit you. But what I have to say is this young queen, she said, okay, but after she heard and received uh, the fact that someone in her immediate circle didn't like her goddamn shoes, her twinkle toes. Now, that usually applies to mm. sequin and or glitter shoes, which you know little girls love that. We love to see them in it. And they feel good about themselves. So when this hater, this was the first manifestation of a hater in her life. And when they surfaced, she heard what she had to say. And she was literally built up. Okay. Her parents had instilled that confidence. And she told her, okay, but who said? No, it don't matter what she said after that. The focus is the okay comma, but you can apply that to your own lives. Okay. When you face adversity, when you face challenges, be them human form or anything else, you you know it's gonna be a little bit of bullshit, okay? But you gotta muster up the strength of that badass little girl that we just heard speak, and you have to apply that challenge. Uh, what you just learned, which is hashtag okay, but so mm. that's what you're gonna take with you today, okay? But even though it's going wrong, okay, but and then make it go your way. Telling you out the mouths of babes. Now I don't want no kids, but sometimes they say shit that makes sense. <laughs> now, with that being said, and most importantly understood, it's time for the QTNAs. We're gonna breeze right on through this. It's very simple. Two oh, thoughts Lord. and one QTNA. Okay. Here we go. Number one. This ain't really a question, you know, but happy birthday to Keisha Cole. Today is her birthday. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Even though she blocked me with her stupid ass. You know what I'm saying? I ain't did nothing to her. So everybody that listens to this, y'all know I talk about her music and shit. I actually love Keisha Carr. I love the hoe. I love her. But she blocked me. Should have cheated. That's right. Happy birthday to her. Maybe I should Maybe she should unblock me. <laughs> Have a little compassion. You just had a baby. I know you feeling maternal. Let me lay on your bosom too. <laughs> oh All right. God. What? Question number two. 
QTNA. Is it true that at an Atlanta Foot Locker store, two people were walking out at the same time, both of them carrying three bags of shoes on each arm? Mm -hmm. As they approached the door to the store, the shorter one of the two said, nigga, what you going to do? You know, both our ass can't fit through the door. Man, just let him go, man. Just let him go. Once he said that, Quavo looked over and then down into the eyes of King Harris. Son of T.I. and Tiny. And he stared for a minute because the motherfuckers looked alike before Offset interrupted, looked at King and said, bitch, watch him out. <laughs> bitch, stay in place. <laughs> is it true? The point of all this is that Quavo and King Harris look alike and it is absolutely in the eyes. This <laughs> question number three. At the Foot Locker in Lennox Mall. The one King that... You, you, wait, wait, the you, one that rap? Wait for the side no, by Domani. side. Oh. Wait for the side by side that <laughs> yeah. you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And don't tag me. You know they will. You know they absolutely going to do. Question number three is not a question. It's a thought. And it's that I hope that Prince, the artist, you know, I hope he haunts the shit out of the White House while the Trumps are in there. For them playing Purple Rain after his estate told them no. In oh, plain oh, wow. English, okay? They didn't even use that weird symbol he was using for a minute. They literally just said no. There wasn't nothing to figure out. So, can you imagine, though, getting haunted by Prince? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you lay there in the bed and you wake up and Prince motherfucking ass standing over you talking about, remember when you were singing, I would die for you? Were you about to? Can you imagine getting, uh, getting haunted by Prince? Nah. That being said and understood, we want to take this opportunity to welcome everybody to the friend zone which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know none of us do. Fran, how you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you. So before we jump into this week's show, I have to say that the first episode of The Read on Fuse was amazing. Yes! Congratulations to writer Dustin Ross. When that popped up in the credits, everyone yelled. (laughs) Shout out to that show. I'm very proud of it. It performed well, the premiere episode. Um, we were the highest rated premiere of Come all on. time on the Fuse Network. Oh, shit. So yeah. shout out to that show, you know. Shout you out know, to that show. Sorry to the mother <laughs> networks. <laughs> Thank you for the love, friend. Yes, on the three-day weekend at, what was it, 363 Broadway, where I felt like we were living there all yeah, right. weekend in honor of our friends. What a dope their new space. Show. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks to all of you who attended and spent time with us doing our, like, mini little live shows and Buying up all the merch and even those of you who came in the premieres. Just a good weekend. Wanted Speaking to of live that. shows and merch, though, don't you have something you need to talk to the people about again this week? Ooh, with what, us? Oh, so we're on tour. Yes, we are. <laughs> Back on the road. <laughs> and if you have not grabbed your tickets, we will be in Dallas on October 26th. Yes, we will. We will be in Atlanta. On no, December, oh, we'll be 13th. in San Francisco yeah. San on December seventh, December seventh, and in Atlanta, December fourteenth. So yeah. make sure and grab those tickets at thefriendzonelive dot com if you haven't already. I know the meet and greets are sold out, and remember, we're popping up with Kia and Jade of Getting Grown, so it's gonna yes. be super funny and yeah, a ton man. of guests. You know, we always have surprise guests on each stop. So <laughs> moral of the story: bring your ass. Literally, <laughs> right. that's it. And also, shout out to Spotify. We recorded lives. A lot going on. We recorded live with them on Thursday. And shout out to Dr. Joy of yeah. Shout Out Girls, to Dr. Joy, who her blessed birthday. us with her clinical psychology mm-hmm. perspective, which really reeled us in. <laughs> during it did the conversation. reel us in. 
She gave us a lot of gems that we can apply. So we're very excited about that episode, which will be dropping next week. Yep. And you guys will actually get to hear that. It was uh, in collaboration. It was a conversation we had in collaboration with Spotify to celebrate World Mental Health Day. Yes. Yes. Um, In their New York HQ. It was just an amazing opportunity. That yeah. a dream. Literally, and like my dream Literally. Apartment. For real. <laughs> that, that couch. View, <laughs> that couch. couch. It looked like the couch that Prince going to get up <laughs> off of and haunt. I told you, I might lead a podcast, be up in Spotify every day just looking at that view. Man. <laughs> so, as, every, as we have every week, we have a black business to shout out. So, shout out to Pokertudinist. Mm-hmm. Okay, vocab words on okay. Instagram. For sending this Black-owned business my way via DM. Thank you for that. So she mentioned yougonatural.com mm-hmm. is a line of pre-tied, satin-lined head wraps and turbans. They're actually really cute, especially for people like me who don't always know how to tie them in a way that looks cute. Mm-hmm. They're pre-tied. And then, yes. you know, if it's satin-lined, that means it's not going to absorb all the moisture you've added to your hair yes. with your products like cotton does. So not only is it cute, but it actually helps your hair stay healthy and moisturize in these colder temperatures. So, so it's like a fitted hair wrap. It is. <laughs> <laughs> With patterned prints. <laughs> and so Monique Little is the founder. Look at her. I love that head wrap. So shout out to you, Monique Little, for this genius uh, product. For this big idea. Definitely... <laughs> shout out to Monique Little for this big idea. <laughs> <laughs> we will definitely be buying. So check out yougonatural.com, spelled just as is as well as their Instagram, which is just You Go Natural. And thank you to Paul Critutinus, like I said, for sending that my way. Oh, T-I-S, Instagram name. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's who gave she might She might be one of them what you been fucking around with T.I. behind tight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Who told you to name your shit that? And that's it for this week's Black Business. Ready to jump into the recap? All the way. So yes. last week's episode, geniusly titled, Did She Add Brown Gel? Who can you guess titled it that? <laughs> Dustin Ross. So we decided to take it easy and just talk because we were all very tired. Um, it was a very long week. We talked about everything and nothing. And as always, those of you listening had a lot to say. So who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a couple of shout outs. Um, it's spooky season, and we talked about a lot of spooky shit last week. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a shout out to Corey. It says uh, for the subject, I too survived Lake Lanier. Um, oh, man. I wanted to Damn. start out by saying that I love y'all so much and that I've been a fan from the very beginning. On the podcast last week, y'all talked about Lake Lanier, how haunted it, it is. And as a Gainesville native, I can definitely say that the lake is haunted. Lake Lanier is a man-made lake. Builders used dynamite to break up the land, filled it with water, and called it a lake even with an entire ghost town below. When I was growing up, and even now, it's almost normally here that someone has gone missing or drowned in Lake Lanier. <laughs> I even feel like, for real, like I've just always heard throughout the years, my damn self growing up that, oh, something happened in Lake Lanier. And Same. it was always just commonplace that it happened and people were still like going out there. So I was just like, oh yeah, that's something that just always happens. Anyway, like Asante said, I've spent several field trips on the lake and survived to tell the tale, thank God. Rand mentioned Hannah True Love, who went to my high school. Oh, man. <laughs> She was murdered near her apartment complex, which happens to be near the lake. The crazy thing is, leading up to her murder, she made these mysterious tweets, which alluded to the fact that she was being stalked by someone in the complex. Even crazier, my best friend lived in the same complex at the time. And I'll never forget one weekend around the same time, some friends and I spent a night at my best friend's house. While her mom cooked us dinner, we decided to kill some time by walking up the lake um, looking back at 22, this was very stupid, but we were freshmen in high school. Um, 
It was about a three-mile walk, so by the time we got to the lake, the sun was already setting. Once we got there, we walked along the lake's edge, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw an old car pull up with a middle-aged man inside. Nothing out of the ordinary, but I started to get this uneasy feeling. I pulled my friends to the side and told them that we should head back. And I've been a fan of true crime from an early age, and all I could think was that the murderer was returning to the scene of the crime. <laughs> oh, God. Maybe I was just paranoid, but I wasn't going to risk it. So we punched it back to my best friend's house in record timing. So the fact that they lived <laughs> by somewhere creepy and thought some creepy shit had been happening their entire life was just like crazy to me. But it also was kind of missed upon me how crazy it's been that we all just know that niggas be dying at Lake Lanier and we still just casually just pop up there. I don't understand. Yep. Um, that was who I wanted to share. That's who stuck out to me. Also, just very quickly, I know we just did our black business, but I wanted to say, uh, I want to say, excuse me, rest in power to Charles Jones. Um, he has the Capital City Mambo Sauce business, and he mm. passed over the weekend. And a lot of uh, people have sent in emails, actually, um, which mean they all got the same email that I got from his wife, uh, one of the co-founder, uh, the co-founder, actually. So I just want to say rest in power to him. I've supported and bought all the Mambo Sauce that I've bought. Aww. I'm going to buy me an extra Mambo Sauce to support the family. So... If you all want to support, shopcapitalcity.com. 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 I'll add it to the... Yeah, just get you some mambo sauce. And that's it. That's what I saw here in the emails. Fran, what about you? What did you find in them SoundCloud streets? So, Janae Ivory, actually... She was going to say, Janae Aiko. Janae, listen to the show. (laughs) (laughs) White girl looked like Janae Aiko. (laughs) (laughs) Janae responded to something I said about the mukbangs. Remember I was saying how do people eat eat (laughs) 10,000... calories a day and she was saying a lot of mukbangers binge and throw it up or they only eat once oh a day oh my god yeah or they have intense workout sessions they they usually say they're working out but the ones in korea often just throw up afterwards not sure where she got this from i was but... just finna say how you fuck you <laughs> right i mean i don't know oh she read god. it somewhere but that's an interesting that's so traumatic response i didn't know that very interesting i am gonna look that up though because i'm so curious how do people eat ten thousand calories of food a day every day because if you look at the mukbangers on youtube they post daily so i'm curious gotta keep that weight on and what the long-term effects are gonna be because they my 600 pound life (laughs) frying chicken in the goddamn bed but some of them are doing it for years and they look the same Shout out to Family by the Ton. They look the same. I don't know. I'm going to do I hope they're hiring. Y'all niggas hiring Family by the Ton. <laughs> what about you, Dustin? What'd you find on the Twitter street? I only got one tweet and I got one other thing to say. Y'all okay. believe that email about Lake Lanier? <laughs> oh, my God. Why not? Why don't you? I don't believe... I- I'm not going to say I don't believe you, dog. The person who wrote the email probably was like, we just finished the episode. We broke down like a crime story and shit. I just feel like, I don't know. They were Something in me just, it just you know, I'm just a little off with that. But anyway, I only got one tweet I want to share. You know, that's a lie somewhere. You know what? a hashtag on us. Believe your listeners. I only believe them because they claim Gainesville, which is like somewhere in Georgia. Like, it's like a little up north. And I'm like, well, no one says they're from there. So I was like, all right, well, maybe they know Except they're for people from. who lie about weird shit happening at Lake Lanier. That's true, I guess. You got the time. <laughs> uh, anyway, right, so the tweet that find? I want to highlight comes from <laughs> at Shoobs, S-H-O-O-O-B-Z. This is really funny, really simple. <laughs> they tweeted, the baby, the rapper from Charlotte, the baby is 5'5 with brown eyes, smile like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> 
That shit funny, ain't it? Because anywhere he goes, he spotted. He he won, he got it. That took me the fuck down. I mean, listen, while you playing, he better come out with a sample from this. Don't don't ruin that song for me. (laughs) What you mean? Claudette will flourish, okay? (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. That shit was funny, wasn't it? (laughs) I fuck with that one. I understand why you only did one this week. (laughs) So before we get started and jump into our new topic for the day. We have to shout out our special guests who are joining us today. We have Mandy B of Horrible Decisions. Hey, y'all. A.K.A. Pay yeah. the Stallion. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> I'm in the building. A.K.A. That bitch. Um, nah, but I am one half of the Horrible Decisions podcast that is spelled whore. Um, I-B-L-E yeah, Decisions. Whore. We are a podcast that focuses on anti-slut shaping and no kink shaming, um, but specifically focus on bringing kinks to the forefront and having those conversations around sex, dating, and relationships. What if they want it in the bag? <laughs> you know I'm all here for that. <laughs> Are we going to keep rhyming now? <laughs> they might want that kink in the bag. Yeah. You know, maybe. But no, so we have fun with that. Um, and thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Yeah. Considering the topic, I was like, who better <laughs> than Peg the Stallion to come on the show and who overqualified? Well, actually, I guess at this point, um, because just to squeeze it in there, if you guys are listening at work or in front of your children, oh. this is the time for headphones or yes. to say, hey, co-workers, lunchtime. I'm going to go put these headphones on and finish the episode. Okay. Or to um, say, this is how you got here if you are listening from <laughs> yeah, the children. Pretty much. So um, this this will be, I guess, a different yeah, episode of the friend zone episode's rated X yes it is <laughs> it's called welcome to the danger zone oh, <laughs> and, shit. and with that Dominican accent <laughs> our second guest please introduce yourself hey guys how y'all doing my name is Makana man I'm a porn star <laughs> uh, that was awesome you know thank you guys for like uh, inviting me here I'm very appreciative of you guys but like Mandy said to all you listeners it's time for you guys to put your headphones on because it's going to get crazy. Oh, right. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. This is the Twilight Zone. So, before we even dig deep into that, though, tell the dig people deep. where wow. they can find Here we you. go. Well, Starting already. They can find me on Twitter at uh, Makana X Man. They can find me on Instagram at You're The Real Makana X Man. Yeah, you know, like porn X Man. Yeah. I got it. And can I you just... spell Makana for people? M A C A N A. Okay. M-A-N. And, and why is your name Makana Man? Why did you uh, pick because that? Because it was an oh, yeah, instrument used back in the days by the Tainos as a weapon. Mm-hmm. The Makana was, like, was. Yeah, the Makana okay. was. It was like 10, 11 inches and it's like, <laughs> you know. Like a like, nice stick. Yeah, like a nice stick. Yeah. Basically a nice stick. Are you 10, 11 inches? Basically. <laughs> Basically. Hi, Mom. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, Hi Mom. Mom. Turn this off or don't tell me that you listened. Please. <laughs> My mom probably going to listen to it and laugh. That's <laughs> crazy. So, before we start, the inspiration behind this episode. Right. Let's be clear. Because <laughs> yeah. there's always an intention. Ooh. So, I was on Twitter and this video oh. went viral. <laughs> those of you listening or those of you in the room may have caught it as well. And it was someone in a latex suit from head to toe. Oh, yeah. Did you see I, it? I, well, know, we well man, I probably posted. Was I was, like, was going <laughs> to say I probably saw it because of Mandy <laughs> right. in the Horrible Decisions account. <laughs> okay. But um, the person was in a latex outfit from head to toe laying on a bed and they had what I'm assuming was a dominatrix 
rubbing on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, like electron pose, <laughs> <laughs> right? And you know, I had a moment where it was like record scratch, freeze frame. The narrator comes in, like, mm-hmm. so you're wondering, you're probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm wondering how someone figures out. Mm-hmm. That that's even something they enjoy. Mm-hmm. How did he or whoever was in there? Because we don't know who it was. How they got into it. How did they figure out that this is something that they uh-huh. would get off on? How they find the latex? How they find the environment, the person? You know, like what were the the steps that it took? And then that's when I kind of thought about kinks and fetishes and the psychology mm-hmm. behind it. And I Me, hit Mandy yeah. and I thought this would be a really cool episode, not only to talk about the science, which of course you guys know is my favorite part, but also... I don't believe that shit. I don't believe in yeah. science, but it's cool. <laughs> but also... <laughs> well, that's what will me halfway. Yeah. But also, I want to know the different kinks and fetishes that people are experiencing and partaking in. Because I read that there's at least 500. Oh, there's so Damn. many. So many. There's, that's there's just the ones they talk that about. That are accounted right? for, let's say. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's wherever a there's a, an object, there's someone sexualizing it somewhere. Yeah, that's whenever, it something. whenever someone's like, are you vanilla? I'm like, yes, very much so. I don't think that I'm kinky enough. enough. When, people, when people start people asking you off the bat that you're kinky, loosely. and I'm like, oh, well, since you asked me, you're not a freak you probably, until you meet a real one. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you know, hey, I'm a real freak. But before we get started, I do want to say that kink and fetish are not the same thing, right? Correct. Um, It's funny because when Fran hit me and said that she wanted to have this conversation, I was like, I think it's important before anything to differentiate. Yeah, differentiate between what a fetish is and what a kink is. And it's funny because I know we all have our kinks, but we all also have our fetishes. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll actually read what I sent to Fran regarding it. It says that people who are in the kink community like to discriminate fetish from kink by saying that kink is more focused on the person, but the activity is part of the fun. Somebody the in other, the fetish community probably wrote that about the kink. Probably. It's probably. Probably. <laughs> they, they already like, you know, we're going to segregate each other. Um, on the other hand, people who have a fetish are intensely focused on a specific object or ritual as a part of their sexuality. So basically a kink, you can bring it into the bedroom, but it doesn't necessarily have to be there. Fetishes, you kind of incorporate into your, your sexual life. Ain't that right. the same thing? Well, no, because like, so, oh, I was going to say like, for me, and we won't spend much time on this. Mm-hmm. I will fuck someone who may not allow me to peg them, but I enjoy pegging. So pegging would be a kink that I enjoy doing, but it doesn't necessarily have to be in the bedroom. Oh, got it. It's a, okay. it's a sexual act or object that you enjoy doing, but you don't need to it's do not it necessary. every time yes. to That's get off. That's a kink. Whereas yeah. a fetish, you actually need That's what you do it every time to yeah. get off. So a, fet- mm. a fetish is like being on kink, like being on drugs. <laughs> like, you, you know, you There you go. You addicted That's to like it. There you go. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. All right. Let's come on. We learn it. Yeah. So now we know the difference between kinks and fetishes. This is right? like right. being on the comment section of Pornhub. Like, <laughs> I feel like I'm like learning about don't it. Don't judge me because I be leaving comments. Wendy, I be reading them. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but sometimes I just get caught up in the comments. Like, I'm well, not going to lie. I actually feel sad when I see a video and it says zero comments. I'll be like, was yeah. there nothing to say about this? The sex was trash. <laughs> this must be new. <laughs> Facts. So the cool thing is I was reading in a recent study that one in three people have partaken in a fetish of some sort in at one point in their life or other. 
Mm-hmm. How many of you are raising your hand in Guilty. this room? Shit, you don't gotta ask me. I'm a porn star. Come on, now. <laughs> right? Probably. I don't know. Right? I'm sure we dig. Yeah. I know. I'm enough. just like probably. Like, I mean, I'll I'll say <laughs> at, at one point I felt fetish sized. Why? Oh, for sure. Um, you be having sex with white men? No, I will never. Pink dick is a no. <laughs> but I I felt fetish sized. Um, and for a lot of people who know my journey, I did have the VSG, so I had the sleeve. And I felt that when I was what bigger... What is the sleeve? So I had... It's a gastric... Um, oh, basically, okay, they okay, cut okay, 80% yeah. of my stomach out. You thought it was out. a sex toy or something? I, yeah, I, right. I was no. like, what did you put in your vagina? No. What sleeve goes in there? No, it's my stomach. It, it aided in my my weight loss, but I've I've actually had this conversation um, at how how many men approached me because of my weight and even in the process of me losing weight, men telling me, oh, well, let me get in there before you lose too much mm. weight or oh, wow. sit on my face before you lose weight. And it's crazy because as a society, I feel like so many people shame the bigger community, right. the BBWs or the obese or, you know, people who have who battle with their weight. And that's honestly where I think a lot of men don't admit y'all talk about you know we have the trade and the DL the the the, the fat women lovers are real Listen. and they are out here Shit, yeah, and they're yeah. not admitting it but unfortunately like as a bigger woman at one point like I saw so many men wouldn't admit to their friends that they was all all in between these creases baby I like that don't ask don't tell shit they probably would have turned me look, off <laughs> like, like, like well I text them like well, well look at me now I'm eating this chicken leg you know what I'm saying <laughs> across the room at the restaurant type shit you got fun with that shit no, you can't. Listen, they do like they do like seeing women eat that's that's a, that's actually a kink listen I was kink. watching my 600 like pound lungs. life no. Yeah, because people do get off on watching. Well, not yeah, get off, well, but they, it's, in, it's entertaining. They're, 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 yeah, so it's against, it's, so mukbang has to do with the sound yeah, more than anything. Yeah, like it. Um, <laughs> damn, is that You might be a serial killer. I yeah. can't, anyone He's who watches mukbang, I think is awesome. Because like listening to that you detail. You just like people like, eating food. motherfucking <laughs> crab legs. Um, but no, like she there's actually the a kink where feeding and making someone gain weight off, like people are aroused off that, like, so okay so the technical term is paraphilia yes correct right correct that's and too that's, close to pedophilia mm-hmm. i don't know i'm right well that is a paraphilia close. and we'll, we'll get into that a lot of them do end with ilia but right. paraphilias are basically what kinks are called scientifically scientifically yes. so it's defined as a, an atypical sexual interest in an object act body part or sensation and like I mentioned it's actually 549 paraphilias that have been identified yes can I just get ahead of myself right quick go ahead all I heard was philia and I thought about necro and I know that means the kink or fetish of sleeping with dead bodies and that's nasty you know what's crazy I put that on the list so are all the are all the ilias nasty as fuck so so no that's the thing so What's crazy, if you guys look okay. into... And let's not Ilya shame, you guys. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no Ilya like, shame. Hey, I got a pocket pussy. What? Sometimes Wait. the pocket pussy feels better than the real pussy. No, sir. Uh, that's uh, different. Uh, that don't got nothing that. to do with no dead bodies or... <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm I'm off the top. I'm just saying about the philia. Some people like to play with toys and shit. Is that a philia? Oh, okay, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah. That's one of the good ones. Yeah, that's one of it, the good ones. It, yeah. It, well, there ain't nothing wrong with no toys Yeah, now. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, no, you gotta get I, to know yourself. Know yourself, know your so. word. Right. Right. It's crazy. If you look into just the history of sex, like even at one point, someone liking a lot of sex. The history of sex. Yeah, like, oh, there's... 
Yeah. Like I Adam and Eve? Yeah. Not Adam and Eve, man. That's the, the Bible. First ones that but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, but basically, like, at one point, even if you, like, as a woman, if you enjoyed, if you were a nympho, they would Rocky. put you into the a sane asylum. And they, they, they <laughs> would suck for hysteria. That ain't for funny, hysteria. but that's funny. Yes. Or, or kill you to death. Or, if if like, you, if as a woman, if you liked a lot of sex, and they, they viewed you as something, yeah, you, something okay, was now, wrong now with we're you. Okay, now we're getting something, So, so yeah, if we're going to talk about the periphilias, I do have a list of some that would be considered mental disorders or unsafe kinks. Oh, no. Um. So... Y'all, these words are a little long. Don't okay. come for no, me. No, 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 no. I, I need the list because if anyone ever says, I'm into this Ilya and I can be, oh, well, yeah, I need well, to leave. Well, I mean, there's a there's a full list. Honestly, guys, if you guys want to look into the list, they're alphabeticalized if you look up paraphilia list. It's on Wikipedia. Paraphilia list? Yes. Like that? They're literally nice. just like that. Damn. Do it How from you a think burner we find phone. I want to go down this list um, and a lot of them do use the Latin roots. So sometimes you can guess what it means. The first one is anthropophagalagnia. No. <laughs> what do you think that means? People no. that's in the back teeth. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> so this is actually like the raping and then cannibalizing of a person. No. Um, another one is anthropophagy, foggy, which is ingesting human flesh. Wow. Necrophilia is what Asante just said, which has to do with having sex with a corpse, which is actually what Ted Bundy um, wow. was, what, what, not identified, but diagnosed with being because he would actually kill his victims and then perform sex acts on them once they were done. And one of the ones that you guys are most, most familiar with would be pedophilia, which is the desire for children under the age of five. Yep. Gross. Ooh, and I was reading that the DSM-5, which is the, D the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, which I is published. That was the next Ava documentary. <laughs> I mean, it right, that's what I was thinking. Ava DuVernay presents the DSM-5. It's, it's a manual that's published by the American Psychiatric Association, right? It's basically their standard classification of mental disorders. It's like their Bible. It's updated um, every 10 to 15 years and it's used by mental health professionals and I read that just in 2012 paraphilia was just removed oh wow so it's no longer considered a mental disorder but the fact that it was in there so for kinks and fetishes they literally felt that you something was wrong with you that you had a disorder now to me if you're into having sex with corpses yeah, and under like children under five as an adult, I do feel like there's some sort of mental issue there. However, there are a lot of um, paraphilias that are normal. So some like having sex in front of a mirror or voyeurism, which is actually just being watched by by someone else. I thought that um, was exhibitionism. No, Same voyeur thing. Uh, yeah. no, it's it's kind of like because like a voyeurism is somebody who likes being watched. An exhibition is somebody like who likes to, yeah. so yeah. likes to be watched. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference with yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, and then I also found some other ones that are pretty, maybe not normal. Some are normal, some are not. But olactophilia um, is the arousal that comes from smells. I thought that was something mm -hmm. about titty milk. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, pygophilia is butts. We know y'all like them. That's fucking um, patty pie. Podophilia has to do with your feet. Y'all know that's all me all day. Yeah. Holla to the, to the foot fetish community. <laughs> um, and then fornophilia, which is a little bit different, so I would say. Marriage. No, it is actually those who enjoy being human furniture. So you can well, be a what? human ashtray, a human cow. Getting burned. 
I've seen stuff that. like that. So a human ashtray is someone who may stick out their tongue and you ash their cigarettes on. Oh. Or <laughs> a, or a man can come sit in front of me and be my footrest yeah. and he sits there while like I put ottoman. my foot up or an ottoman or I can literally eat my dinner on his okay. back as a table. Wow. So those would be considered king wow. And that turns <laughs> like, them on. This is why they ended up in that damn that's book. Crazy. <laughs> right? Like, like now to cut y'all off, like I know I met a girl who was like that. She likes to like to be like touched the way she's sleeping like she has like rape. What is it called? Like, like oh. a rape. She has like a rape fetish. Like so that's she, a thing too. What, what, what would that be called? Risky like, shit. I, yeah, like, I don't I know if I would her, play that game. Like, like, you on your own, like, bitch. I, I was just... like, whoa. Man, <laughs> you know, she's like, I wish two guys would just run up in here and just like bang me against the wall. And I was like, hold on, I'm gonna wow. look. I'm gonna look call some niggas over. What the hell is wrong with you? While Manzi finds the the actualphilia for that, yes, I did read that paraphilias are only thought to be deviant if it's without consent or causes harm to another person. So, yes, and for what you just said, um, the paraphilia for what you were discussing is biastophilia or raptophilia, which is um, consensual rape fantasy. Okay. So basically consensual it's consensual non-consent. Yeah. So you have the fantasy of giving someone the power over your body, um, but you're consenting to maybe do it in an unconsensual manner. Mm. Yeah. That's, I ain't gonna lie, I had that fantasy before. I be looking for them shits on Pornhub, but they don't exist. Yeah, that like that, that shit kind of like <laughs> Yeah, it makes you feel a little weird. <laughs> but, but yeah, that is a thing. I would. Absolutely, I like when I tell you I would never type that shit into my search table, man. <laughs> no, in real life, it's weird. They search your computer and see. No, I really believe it. Like I have fans who like will like want to see my feet. I'm like I got athletes for like I drop two weights on my big toes. Like, <laughs> like yeah, just send me a picture. Come what on. They might like yeah, that's what they like. No, that's what they're into. Like feet and shit. Like, yeah, we had someone on our show who came on and shared the story. So basically, he focuses um, on allowing women to live out these fantasies. Um, so shout out to Sir Dash. He actually focuses on bondage, but some of his clients will actually ask to partake in this. So he has a van. Well, well, he'll come. He'll know your schedule ahead of time. You won't know what time he pulls up, but he'll come, kidnap you, put you in his van, bring you to a warehouse, tie you up. And that's the fantasy of you being aroused is that you're being kidnapped and possibly about to experience yeah. a life-threatening um, wow. situation. No thanks. Yeah. <laughs> right. Away knows that everyone has a different travel style. That's why they make their carry-on in an array of colors, two sizes, and two materials, a strong yet flexible polycarbonate, and an anodized aluminum. Not to mention, suitcases are designed to last a lifetime. But if any part of your suitcase breaks, Away's standout customer service team will arrange to have it fixed or replaced ASAP. And thanks to their 100-day trial on everything Away makes, take it out on the road and live with it. You can travel with it, get lost with it. Then if you decide it's not for you, you can return any non-personalized item for a full refund. No ifs, ands, or asterisks. Want to see for yourself? Shop everything away at their stores in New York, Austin, L.A., San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, and London. I have an away suitcase. I love it. Fits all my luggage. I can put it on any carry-on and any flight. I don't have to ever check that. And I also love that I can take my battery out and look at TSA and say, leave me alone. I'm just about to walk through. So, to get $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash friendzone20 and use promo code friendzone20 during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash friendzone20 and use promo code friendzone20 for $20 off a suitcase. 
Because getting away means getting more out of every trip to come. (laughs) (laughs) Going back to the foot fetish. Yes. um, I was reading that there was a neuroscientist by the name of Villanaya Ramashrad, and I hope I'm saying that correctly. He's a, a neuroscientist that used to work with amputees and those with phantom limb syndrome. So he discovered that the the reason that foot fetishes are pretty much half the fetishes in the world are foot fetishes, which is so interesting. That means one in two people that have a fetish, it's going to be a foot one. Um, he felt that it was a cross wiring in the brain. That's where it stems from. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's why it's so much because the brain areas associated with the genitalia and feet are adjacent to each other in the brain's body image mapping. This is why I don't believe in huh. science, man. Whatever he said. <laughs> Listen, my but it's feet. Interesting. I mean, it, it is. It, it is very interesting, and I. It's funny because we actually talked about the amputee fetish when um, Dustin came on, and then it led into a whole. This type of conversation on deaf and blind folks. Um, But when it comes to feet, they are something to wear. At first, we used to ask all of our listeners, and I'll ask y'all, would you rather lick ass or suck toes? And in the beginning of my podcast, oh my God, lick ass all day. Duh, I do that without asking. You know, let me just lick down there. (laughs) But now it's to the point where I am giving foot massage. Like, it's almost like the foot fetish has grown on me. Mm. So that's why there's almost a question to that because it's not something that automatically came to me, but that's that I've grown into. The taste you're acquiring. You know, it is a taste well, I'm acquiring. Well, apparently like from olives. what he's saying, that mean, you know, them two parts have been next to each other long enough. They say if you feed it long enough, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so maybe that's how you just grew it like a toe. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And I was, so of course I was looking like what kind of what Mandy's saying, where would a, a fetish stem from? Like, does this, is it a pathology? Is it a trauma? Is it just an imprint from childhood? I did read that a sex counselor, Jessica O'Reilly, I'm not sure if you're familiar. She believed that it's imprinted in the mind when a person is first becoming aware of their own sexuality. So her example was if a boy loses his virginity to a woman wearing thigh highs, from that day forward, he's going to associate thigh highs with sexuality. Makes sense. Nah. <laughs> you gonna shake your head. I fucking, Makes nah. Makes I lost my virginity to a drug dealer and I don't even like them niggas no more. You a motherfucker. <laughs> I will liar. not deal with no drug dealer. But no, like, I don't believe that because I, I'm 20. I just turned 29. Um, thank you. But sexuality to me has changed from me losing my virginity at 16 years old to me continuing having sex into my early 20s to my mid-20s to even now. So to me, it's nothing imprinted. I do say I, I dislike the idea that paraphilias and kinks are linked to trauma. Right. I hate sometimes that things yeah, that we enjoy in the bedroom, you want to link to say, trauma. They did say that they did not find trauma to be a predictor. Like it's not, okay. there's not a correlation. Okay, I do right. like that. They, I do it's like just that. the imprinting I for certain this. objects and, and arousals. They do feel that that comes from early childhood. So I'm finna just keep it like a buck, right? Okay. So y'all, y'all know I've talked on this show like several times about how I do like, you know, nice feet, you know what I'm saying, on people that I spend time with. If we go get naked, you know what I'm saying? You know, I like that to be there. <laughs> and I remember when I even discovered that that was like, I remember when I discovered that it was like intimate to see somebody barefoot, you know what I'm saying? When I was in swimming <laughs> lessons at like... <laughs> <laughs> this is oh so embarrassing. Oh. When I was, you know, I was, I had sex, <laughs> you know, very early. I had sex right. when I was 
I had sex early. I ain't finna tell y'all motherfuckers my business. <laughs> so I had sex early. So I was aware. You know what I mean? And I remember being in like eighth grade and seeing, you know, and going to swimming lessons. You know what I'm saying? And seeing my classmates like barefoot and like swimming trunks and being like, wait a minute, like this is a part of your body I would never normally see. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever. And that's when it became like a, like I, yeah, that's when I peeped like, oh, like. Yo, so, um, did you ever go into like your friend's uh, bathroom and like their moms had like the panties hanging and shit like that? Yes. Did did you ever like sniff them and shit? I sniffed the, I sniffed the bra because I felt like it wasn't no like, like panties would be like shit and piss. It's like a bra would just smell like naked parts. So I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I done done that. I done gone to like my friend's house and I seen like a bra of panties. And you you sniffing? That shit turns me on. What's that feeling? I like what? like Olactophilia smell. Yeah, just like feet. Like I like feet. Like I didn't know I like feet till I got older. Right. Because I'd be like, oh, I don't know, get your feet off of me. But then like, I'll look at feet and I'm like, oh, you have pretty feet. And like, I got to leave because it turns me I got, on. I got a deal to stop <laughs> looking know, like, at my feet. It turns me on. <laughs> <laughs> you got sneakers on yeah. and I'm not no, taking I'm them off. Like, you know, and an example, like, I'll be telling girls, like, oh, you have pretty feet. And they'll be like, why did you walk away? I'll be like, oh, no, I just had to go do something. But in reality, you got heart? it just turned me on. Yeah, it wow. turned me on. You don't like, want them to see I like kinda... licking feet and in between the webs and shit. Wow. You feel me? Like, oh, what's that car, man? Like, I will lick you from like head Monique to said, toe. Hmm, like, since you I got your fucking degrees and everything. Me, yeah. <laughs> what's that car, man? <laughs> nah, that, I mean, that still has to do with just the foot fetish. There's a whole thing yeah. that, like, under the foot fetish umbrella, there are, it's funny because, of course, I've been looking into it. So the soles of your feet is a turn on. Big the heels. Feet. Yeah. The size. Some size. men like dirty feet. Hell um, no. I swear to God. There's Webby also, feet? there's yeah, there's also, um, if you're in fishnets or stockings, there's also heels. So we actually had, shout out to Dallas Penn, who came in, he walked in the studio during one of our recording. He has an actual heel fetish, which is the actual heel that a woman would put her foot in. And he said he likes the arch that it gives a woman's foot. He worked at Marshall's and was jacking off in, in the heels. Wow. In the back room. Wow. And so even Dedication. just the idea. So if 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 any of you find a pair of shoes in the Brings closet that are not yours, insert. I would say, you know, <laughs> not gel inserts. You nasty, Dustin. I'm nasty. This motherfucker was jacking off his shoes at Marshall's. <laughs> he was. But I'm nasty. You, you just called it gel insert. Right. And, and he's whacking Ooh. off in hush puppies, but I'm nasty. <laughs> you may not know there's people that jerk off like restaurants and shit just by looking at No, people. okay, calm down. No, they no, do. They do. No, they do. That's just true. by giving you a look like I've, I've seen that like I've seen somebody like just play with themselves while like looking at wherever they're at that happens whatever. on the yeah that's what I'm saying right. like, yeah. yeah but it's this regular shit I would see I found that the second let's see if y'all can guess what the second most popular fetish search on the internet yeah, is we did this with Scat having sex publicly public sex public is that sex. a fetish group sex Naval fetishes. Oh. Belly button? Belly yeah. button fetish. Ew. That's I thought you meant fucking sailors. I was never going to get there. Right? Me something <laughs> like fleet. Yeah, like, like, dirty you... in there. No, like... people love stomachs. They love well, Audis. Yeah. You know what's crazy? There's this really... Damn it, I can't remember his, his porn star name. But he got a big old dick. But I can't get past his Audi belly button. Even though his dick is really nice, his Audi bothers me. Really? Damn, I'm you know who I'm talking about. But does it look like, because it's different. Like, I have so You look like a marshmallow. So you have the opposite of the feeling. Yeah, it looks like a marshmallow. I like innies. But I'm also very particular on what a dick looks like, too. Like, we were talking about it. My dick is circumcised. 
I don't really like. You have to you explain do him, Mandy. Oh yeah, y'all. I'm sorry. I do because my voice is kind of raspy, yeah. ain't it? <laughs> Not that. that no. You just look. Just so, explain. So I do have. A, I, I do have a strap on that I enjoy using, and it's beautiful. It's veiny it really with a mushroom nice. head. With balls that aren't, you know, they don't hang too well, but they're really good sized balls. I wonder um, what's inside them motherfuckers. It's hard. Nothing. I, can't, like, I wish what I could you put, put in there to be a fake ball. I wonder I if they wish. put like a Hershey's it's, Kiss. Um, it's plant based. Oh. <laughs> impossible burger. Impossible balls. <laughs> it's made from impossible meats. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so yeah, I, I just think. When it comes to what I prefer, like on the body, there there's just certain things that I like aesthetically, like that turns me on. But we talked about it. It's like you were saying, kinks focus on not only objects and actions, but things that are a part of the body. I get turned on by Adam's apples. I don't mm. know why, but this is why I know I could never fully be lesbian because I really like you Adam's need to apples. See that. I, <laughs> <and> <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. I, I want to. I be liking women's, but then I like Adam's apples. Okay, women's, what am I doing here? No, I, I am into women's. No, I'm curious as a porn star. Yeah. When you are. I, I guess I don't know the process, but do people present what the movie is going to be about first, and then you decide if you're going to agree? Nah, like, like, you don't get you no just script. Pull up, like, do you like, get a script? It depends. It depends on who treatment. you work. Like, it depends on the company you work for, or like at the level that you're at in your career, or you know. Because when I first started, it was just get in there to shoot whatever, mm. and then Literally. got to like. <laughs> All right, you're going to shoot like this. Uh, doggy style missionary is going to suck your penis for five minutes and then you're going to eat her out for five minutes. But now it's at a level where like I go and it's like a whole script. Mm. Like we're going to do this first and then they got to change the cameras and the angles. Like the chapters. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the chapters. So What's been the funnest scene that you've done? Honestly, like I did a scene where the girl was on like, you know, like a swing, but it was like a wheel swing. And oh, like wow. she like got in the actual swing. Like inside a wheel the wheel. Swing. Yeah, like, you know, the wheels like the, the with the around. ropes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it was oh, wow. actually a swing. Oh, yeah. wow. And you could swing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And then like, she actually got in the wheel. Like a tire. Like yeah, a hamster. Like a tire, yeah. And yeah. I was like. And you, was, you were fucking a hamster. Yeah. In, the, in the tire <laughs> in while y'all were swinging? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. I mean, had a lot of different damn. scenes. I've had one with a drone. Like, so I'm, here was my question for you. <laughs> yeah. Are there any fetishes that have been presented to you that you were like, I'm not doing no, that? I mean, one was presented to me and I didn't want to do it. And when I like made my mind up and I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I couldn't do it. Which was like, what? Which was peeing on somebody. You couldn't like, pee on somebody? I couldn't. Why? Because it was just the fact like we all should have started at the same time. It was three guys and one girl. Mm -hmm. So she asked for it. She's like, oh, can you guys like piss on me? So I'm like, oh, cool. Let's do it. But they all peed on her. Oh, so you guys? And then like the shit was like... And I'm like, damn, like... You went I? with everybody else peeing, you couldn't pee. Yeah, and I couldn't pee. Like, I just couldn't do it. And then when they <laughs> gave me the opportunity to, like, do it myself, I couldn't do it. So this is Golden Showers. And yeah, it's fun. Showers. It's funny that you say that because I have pissed on a guy upon request. Guys like that shit. However, what you experience... Uh, so sex is a lot more mental than physical. Mm -hmm. And when he asked me to do it, he laid down in the shower. Um, that's where we, he wanted me to do it. And I stood over him. And he, like... <laughs> I was drinking mad rock. And because he wanted, I, you got to be full of liquids if you're going to just piss out, on demand. Right, yeah. And so I stood over him in the shower and it wouldn't come out. So literally what I had to do was run to the toilet, which was, you know, a couple feet away. Went to the toilet, sat down like I was going to pee. Finally was able to pee because in my mind I was across the toilet. I was over a toilet, held it, ran back over him and then had to pee on him. 
Wow. So like it, it wow. took a Dedication. lot though mentally for yeah, yeah for me to do so it. You it gotta was a lot. be really into literally the act of getting yeah, like pee because that shit that's... ain't sexy. You actually gotta like that. By that point, no, I'd no been like, shaming. well, fuck it then. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even want it no like more. Fuck you it. to be able to like. I, I guess I want to ask the three of you. Um, and again, I want to no, thank y'all for. for <laughs> we're talking about the, the science no, behind kink. Well, I want to thank y'all for for letting me come on. If you guys. You know, recognize my voice. I was a part of the Friend Zone Live here in New York, hey. and it was amazing. But I did want to ask the question to to you three: At what level would you guys say, "Oh, nah, I'm not into that"? Well, we know you're not even having sex, so at this point, you don't want to see penis. <laughs> but what would you? What you would be your, might what would be just your hard limit with e- even the person you love or your husband if they were into it? What would be you you guys's hard limit that you would pass on? Scat. I don't know that I scat have to I was about to say, I'm not That's doing the too. back. Like, P made me, but what the back. What is scat? The poop? Scat, scat, yeah. poop, yeah. Scat, bop, 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 bop. I don't think I would do scat yeah, either. No, That's I where I draw the line, too. I think we're all drawing the line. However, we did ask on our show as well, we got into the conversation of, well, how much? Like, if it was a hard poop, would you consider it? Hell like, no. No. No, you're wild. Not for no type of shit. Shit is shit. What the you're fuck are you talking about? I mean, not diarrhea, Mandy. but the hard turn. Mandy. It's just one. It's oh shit. It's shit, Mandy. No? No? That's okay. nasty, man. Mandy. Shit is shit, man. I mean, if it was hard, it just rolled off. Yeah, but it's gonna roll off, but then the whole room gonna stench. You okay, so grab some toilet paper and shower. Shit don't you always, always be shitty to me in my opinion. I wouldn't even be able to fuck with you. No well, I wouldn't tell you. you. My account would just be bigger. You no shit in the bedroom. I'm talking about if we did that, like if oh. we were having sex and we had that kind of like shit play or whatever. You, taint, you tainted. Me. I would be over it. Like I can't, can't even look at you the same never again. Can't do that. But I don't want to eat nothing you cook. Because when I was researching, no parts, my nigga. No kink shaming. You're very you're kink shaming right now. You're being quite judgy right now. Judgy what you was or bad. I don't give a damn. You ain't shitting on me. If that's shaming, then goddamn it, be shamed. (laughs) But as I was researching these uh, kinks and fetishes, I noticed that no one was really explaining where they come from, though. Mm. There seems to be very limited literature. Like, what would make someone want to be, what do you say, scat? Do you know what your question reminds me of? And that I think you guys, I'm sure, have had a lot of like conversations regarding mm-hmm. sexuality, period. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. So, like, where does that come from? Right. Where, where does be you defined. being gay come from? Where does yeah. you liking girls and boys come from? Yeah. Where does why do you like trans women? So that conver- that that question, the same way, there's no answer to that, and the, right. the debate of whether you're born the way you are or you're not. I genuinely think that's the answer mm-hmm. to what we like in the bedroom. We are all very different human beings, and so to want to label us or pinpoint where certain things come from us. That's a thing that science can't answer, sis. Yep. That <laughs> so ain't what old boy said, because he said that those brain, what did he say? That they were side by side? The foot and oh, the... Oh, the genitalia and the foot. Yeah. So according to him, according it's to scientific. His Maybe, research. you know what I'm okay. saying? The shit gene is right next to, I don't <laughs> know. You gene. know what I mean? I ain't gonna like, yeah, like, I don't know why I like the booty hole so much. That's something that's new. Like, you know, you just, I mean, I think that it but has a lot to do... you're saying. Our question is more like, who was the first one? <laughs> like who was the first one? But, this, but all of the, probably Adam and Eve, like we talked about, they I ate that goddamn fruit and went at it, bitch. <laughs> this is gonna sound weird as fuck, but can I just that say Spartacus? No, is it where you going? Like, it's a porn or like about like old like uh, the Roman the times, Roman times. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, all yeah. they did was fuck. Yeah, right. like all yeah. they did was no, have well, sex, run they, like they these, didn't have internet since been since like 
They've been having sex. Like, they didn't have porn. They actually had to have the sex. Yeah, basically. Which is why y'all know... <laughs> what, the porn turned into somebody watching. Yeah. Like, you know, the like warriors. keeping... Well, on. I was going to say, y'all know what the oldest profession is, right? Yeah. Hoeing. Prostitution. Okay, Amen. Prostitution. I think it's doing hair because they had to get them <laughs> bitches right. They had to get them bitches right before they put them on the track. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what, Dustin? <laughs> you know, so they, and it's, it, who was the first hair fucking, like, hairstyle? Noah. They just ain't talking about it. <laughs> That's how he had them hands like that to build the ark. He had been braiding hair. Oh my God. <laughs> he probably created weaves too. Took he all the hair off them two ponies and was like, That's "Let me fact. get you. Yep. Let me get you these bundles." <laughs> I wonder if this tail fits me. At can you imagine get your hair sewn in with tree bark? <laughs> Don't do that. Can Go I just ahead, say friend. that? That's painful. I hate the fact that as like a gay person, you can be fetishized. But I do love the fact that you love getting sex so much. Because I as do. a woman, the fact that you just love men to be so open anyway. So it's not even so, a, a matter of gay or straight. And, and I was going to say, so that's 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 me. It's funny because that's why they told me a porn star was coming on. And I like looked at Dustin like, ill straight porn? Gross. Um, and as, <laughs> yeah, but like, I'm like, yeah. shaming, but I can't I mean, say, I can't say it's so nasty to shit on So that's just not my preference. I actually do. I'm a, I'm, I, I identify as queer, bisexual. Yeah. But... I do prefer to only watch gay men have sex. Um, and that's because I think that they <laughs> are more intimate. She does. They're passionate. They're cl they look more clean to me. They kiss. They do a lot of things that, and I think straight porn, yeah. there's just a lot of ramming. The, the women oftentimes don't look like they're enjoying the sex in straight porn. Um, not only that, I am picky with hair. <laughs> And they don't be getting their hair right at all. It <laughs> goddamn straight porn. <laughs> Sis, what are we, blend them edges, baby girl. Um, profession in history. Yeah, no, so it bothers me. So there, there's, a, there's just excitement that I don't like. But I, I guess I would want to ask you guys, um, not having sex with women, do you guys watch straight porn, though? I watch MMF. And I also watch... Okay. And I do actually watch women peg men. Okay. Shout out Robert Axel. He's my favorite. Sex is sex eh. to me, so like, eh, no, thank you. No, he looks like an old Dooney and Burke to me. Like, Rob, Robert, Robert, <laughs> like, if real, Fran, <laughs> what's next? Fran, where are we going look, next? Right, look, <laughs> where are we going next, friends? Before Mandy big. turns us into the friend zone interview, mm -hmm. he is your type. Thank you. Actually, wait, can, can we get into a game that I have real quick? For you no, guys? we cannot. Go ahead, no, Fran. Thank you very much. <laughs> they finna be listing our goddamn keeks and shit. <laughs> It's oh, you want to avoid that part? Go I got ahead, you. I got Frank. you. Oh, I got you. <laughs> no, you don't. That's the thing. <laughs> That's why I make it sure. <laughs> I hit God on this car. Come on, Frank. <laughs> I guess I can't ask y'all no motherfucking questions. So I go look at y'all and ask y'all no motherfucking questions. Cut that shit off real quick. Them. Go ahead, yeah, Frank. Well, well the, the, the game that I wanted to play with y'all is very simple. Um, and it's not asking questions, but but there's acronyms in terms of kinks, paraphilias. And I just wanted to see if you guys could guess what these are. If you're sitting at your desk right now, if you are at your home, you know, maybe doing chores, cleaning the house, stop right now. And I want you to guys to play the game with us. Um, so <laughs> I would like to know if you guys know what ATM stands for in terms of kinks. Ass to mouth. Yes, you got that right. I hope Damn. you guys got that right. I'm sorry. C-B-T. Uh, 
I'm so bad at this. Yeah, me too. CBT. Yeah, I'm like. I'm thinking in Spanish. No, nigga, this is English. I know, I know this it is. This is the English channel. Like we are not on Telemundo. Like, Culo bueno. Culo bueno. I'm sitting here I'm like, coming but thinking. Not coming but thinking. Shit. Okay, yeah. so CBT is actually cock and ball torture. So oh, this relates to maybe the biting or stomping uh, no, on. Oh, you got me all fucked up. meme. All right. Right. All right. We already we already discussed. MMF, which is male, male, female, male, female, male. There's all of those renditions. This one is interesting. A-N-R. A-N-R. Um, Come on, sis. You did your scientific research. I mean, we're not talking music, right? Because I know what that A-N-R is. Because a lot of people don't know. Anal, nasal... Retention <laughs> um, Maybe somebody like Sniffing asshole So ANR actually is Adult nursing relationship So it's oh, breastfeeding Oh hell no Oh wow It has to do with breastfeeding oh, And nice. we did also talk about WS is water sports The last one um, That I think is Well yeah. the, la- the last Fuck on a boat The last before last <laughs> I don't even know um, Is TPE Oh, that's the like label that Kendrick can do. Don't do that. That's T D E. Toilet paper envy. No, so toilet T- paper eating. T P E is total power exchange, and of course, um, the one that most of you guys are all familiar with is BDSM. Yeah. Ooh, can we? That was actually my next segue. BDSM. I'll, I'll get into that real quick. Actually, there's a lot of different ways to break down this acronym. B- so it could be bondage, dominance, submission, masochism. The B and D can stand between bondage and discipline. The S and M can go between sadism and masochism. The D and S can go between dominance and submission. And the S and M can go between slave and master. Oh, wow. NES. Yeah. So there's a lot of different um, things that BDSM could stand for um, when you're discussing it with someone. So if you want to segu into the BDSM conversation. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, why we spell shit the way we do? It's so yeah. fucking stupid. It's like <laughs> Bologna. Who, who made that up? Debris for debris. Look at how this Debris in the middle of this shit. Go ahead. I'm point. I'm curious. Have you done BDSM in any of your videos? Uh, yeah. I mean, I actually got into BDSM because of porn. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Like, I started doing porn and like. Like my older brother, like my older brother, like he's into that shit, right? So check this out. Like one day he calls me. He says, yo, come to my house. I want to talk to you. I go to his house. He got the girl gagged, like tied up to his closet door. And I'm like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, no, she likes that. She's on punishment right now. I'm punishing her. And I was (laughs) like, God damn. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. Bitch, I'm talking about through my videos, like I started like, Getting like actually into it, it. Okay. and I found myself one day with the girl tied up to the closet door, and I'm punishing her now. And like I, the video's gonna come out, but I literally walked a girl, a porn star, through 42nd Street on a leash with a guy, like a dog. Wow! And she wanted that. Right. The whole time I'm like, man, I don't think I could be, I could do this just because of the reactions I'm getting from the people. But then I was like, bro, I'm a porn star. This she wants this. <laughs> Fuck it. Put the the dog the dog collar on her. I put the gag on her, and she would she had um, um knee, pad. knee pads, and she was really <laughs> walking through Forty Second Street. Only people were literally handing me money to take pictures. Wow. I mean, that sounds like some regular Forty Second Street. Shit. <laughs> and no, yeah. in real life, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Times Square, that makes sense. I don't think that's like, I mean, some know. regular Forty Second Street because she was gagged like a dog. Y'all should have like, went to Wall some Street. Real skimpy <laughs> shit. Damn. She probably in, oh, like, okay, like skimpy, like. 
She had like some real like. She probably enjoyed it more than no, you. No, I actually didn't enjoy it till I actually watched it. Yeah. Mm. Where it was like, oh shit, I'm really walking her on a leash and it's turning me on. The fact that she's being walked on a leash and I tell her bark like a dog and she goes ruff. <laughs> I, I wish to, I wish I and I tell her to roll. You know what's crazy? Here you go, Here you go kink you know shaming again, Mandy. Here she, we go. She put the shit around my neck and gagged me, and she was like, "Now nah, it's your turn." And I was like, "That's power nah. exchange." Nah, Spongebob. I actually was like, "Oh, you was enjoying? Oh, you was into shit. it?" Like, and, and that's, that, you know, that like would I started be finding power. out more. That would be like, that would be power exchange. Yeah, you didn't because do it. because you then no, I actually did do it. Oh, okay, so, nice. yeah, you then I become actually did submissive. do it, and I was barking like a dog. You, no, like for I real? A role for her, nice. like, you know, like, and the shit like turned me on. That's when I was like, it turned oh. you on to like, bark like a dog. It. No, it turned me on the fact that she had all the power, mm. and I was powerless. That's what my men be saying. That's what turned me <laughs> on. So it's like, like all the barking and all that, just like the power exchange of like. Usually it's, it'll be me like doing it, and now she has a chance to do it. Not because she likes it, because I want to see like what it does to me. Right. And it was like, oh. I like this shit. And so you discovered a new yeah, fetish. Exactly. That's interesting. Rough, rough. <laughs> Can I ask, how old were you when you started doing porn? Uh, I was 18. I was actually really young. But like, the thing with me is like, I never looked at porn for the money. Mm -hmm. I just looked at porn as a way of me getting on to do what I really want to do. And that's what happened. Like, I got into porn. People would tell me, you're never going to be a model, but I'm published in 20 magazines. As you're, a model, but, as not with, 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 with clothes on. Yeah, with clothes on. Oh. And people used to tell me you're never gonna be a model. So through porn, it opened a door for me to model. Mm -hmm. oh, then nice. I was like, okay, I'm modeling, but let's let me get into acting. And I have acting credits. Like you can go on IMDb, and okay. I got over 14 actor credits just because of porn. So I tell people, you guys are not open minded. Mm -hmm. You guys are all only looking at it like porn. Like you just see me fucking, and you think my whole life revolves around porn. But I'm out here going to like fucking shows to mentor my mind and like be a better person. And I like try to put on people that I see the talent in to be around me. Like, bro, what are you doing? You just made this money. Go on a vacation. Go follow your dreams. What the fuck are you sitting here being around all these bums? All these bums. They're all bums. <laughs> like, go chase your dreams. That's what I did. I literally sat there in class and said, I'm going to be a porn star in five years. They all laughed at me. Everybody. Ah, you think it's stupid. <laughs> they all want to be doctors, nurses, all of that. Mm. But I well, literally let's not, let's no, not no, no, against none of that. No, I'm not shaming. I'm saying like, <laughs> like that's why they laughed at me. That's why they laughed at me okay. for, for the fact that like they all had like you know like the right like, different goals, different yeah. goals. And I was like, I'm really gonna be a porn star. Mm -hmm. And they laughed at me. And then five years you later, you just knew you had a big dick. For no, a long it wasn't time. about. It wasn't about that. It was like <laughs> more of owning my porn. Porn is a billion dollar industry. Yeah, it is. One percent really of the is. industry. You're a fucking millionaire. It is. Do you have a mold? Uh, no, but I'm working on that. The so thing that is, is like when goal. you get a mold, like to be honest, I'm about to give people a gem right now. Mm -hmm. But instead of you going to a company to mass produce it, mm -hmm. you can like sell it to your real fans. And yeah. it's better to connect with your real fans and like be like, look, you're getting this personally from me, signed by me. I took the time out to make this. You sign the dick? Yeah, to make this for you. Like you're going to send me a mold, I'll buy a mold of... Clone a willy or whatever it's called for $120. But I can make two molds out of it. I'm making the mold. I'm sending you the video of me making the mold. It ain't mass produced. And now you're now you're getting now you're getting like the experience of seeing me do this for you. Instead of the company just sending you a penis with 
a significant right. You understand? So I'd rather more connect with my fans than just be this guy that like, oh, he's a porn star, yeah. You absolutely have a definitive like entrepreneurial angle. I've been about that. That you've taken in your approach to like working as a porn star, someone who works in the sex industry. Yeah. You know, it sounds a little more dignified. Of course. But I, and I think that's dope. I think that's a great part of the conversation to have because people automatically associate porn and working in the sex industry with being seedy or, you know, people that mm-hmm. only come out Perfect. at night Perfect and, example. you know, things like that. But yeah. this, I think, and this is why I actually was um, interested to have you come on the show and speak about it because you have clearly taken an approach to this as this is something that I'm going to develop as a business as a brand um i want to have ownership you made your own website things like that so i would love to hear how about how you've been able to maintain that as your focus as you navigate like the industry life you know what I'm bro saying? Yeah. you go through a lot you meet people that are fake you meet people that are real you meet people that are up there that can't help you yeah and you meet people that are not up there but are helping you more than people that are up there yeah that's simple and just like i've always had a job like, I don't like not doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you understand? So, even Were to, you a porn even star, so we know doing, you like doing it. No, no like, even... <laughs> like, like, right. Doing the porn, Never not working. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> even me doing the porn, I still worked a real job. Yeah, I still worked yeah. a nine-to-five. Like I, Did people recognize you at all the nine time? To five? And then they'll be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you work a regular job." I'm like, "I'm human." <laughs> what you thought? Like porn is all I do? It's just like, like any other branch of the arts. Yeah. And now you mentioned having a family to feed. Yeah. And you're married. Yeah, I'm married. So here's my question: you you said porn introduced you to BDSM. Do you take that home? No, because she she she's just not op- that open minded to it. So I'm easing <laughs> her into it. So you got to keep that at work. Yeah. No. No. I keep it at work, but sometimes like. I'll bring toys around her. Like, I'll give her certain things so that she can, like, play with. Mm-hmm. And then I, like, I'll, when we're, like, having our shit going on, like, I'll bring it in the, in the bench. She'll be like, you're being too rough. You're like, and I'm like, all right, so you need to tell me what I need to do so you like it. Communication. Yeah, it's more about you. It is. You know, because to her, it's just like, oh, what the fuck do you think? I'm a porn star? And I'm like, no, you're not a porn star. You're actually my wife. So I take this at I love your that pace, she says not that at mine. Right. Yeah, because most girls say that, like, when it's not a porn girl, like, before, like, I was with my wife and I was doing porn, like, girls would be like, what the fuck do you think? I'm a porn star? Like, you're trying to, like, work me out? I'm like, nah, this is just me. Like, you guys, to you guys, you think this is porn. But when you're watching a porn, that's really me. How do you turn off from being this kind of, you know, sex deviant, yeah. um, especially with your equipment. Yeah. It's pretty large. Um, what you're asked to do on the camera, how do you scale that down into actually making love you, with your wife and not just having it's sex? It's simple. This right? is not, for for example, in a porno, it's like, all right, this is uh, Perenceja. Hey, Perenceja, how you doing? My name is such oh, a Oh, that's such. a name. Here's, yeah, like, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> that means like, that means English. like, you know, I'm just saying like a regular, like whatever. So I'll give I'll show her my my uh, porn test, which is like my CD test. She shows me her test. We'll get acquainted within the time that the cameraman is putting up everything in the everything. Well, we don't know each other. There's no type of feelings or emotions from me work. towards you. Okay, it's just I know I'm gonna get this this bread. If I don't pop and the shit don't look right, I ain't getting paid. So let's make it look right. Let's get it right, and let's not no do like. Back up. We got to cut. Let's just run through it. Wait, yeah. can I ask you something you just said? If it's if it doesn't go well, you don't if get paid? You nut before, if you nut before the shot, you don't get paid. Shut the yeah, fuck girl. up. Yeah, so, girl. So, look, I've been... Oh, shit. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Like, this porn shit is not a game. Like, 
if, for example, it's me and him, right? So I come through, my, my shit ain't getting up, my shit ain't working, my shit is taking me long, and I got to go in, dip dip in, and just leave. But he's just there just chilling. They'll be like, yo, my man, you, you could slang? And he'll pull through and just slam everything, kill it, do everything right. And now he just took me out of my job. Because oh, I wow. was because I wasn't ready. And wow. he was just there nonchalant. Just. Wow. So it's a business for real. You no, know, no, it's really a business. Why? So in regards to your question, it's like my wife is my wife. We have feelings, we have emotions towards each other. Like we've been through shit. Certain music turns like reminds me of her, like vice versa. Certain things, like you feel me? And opposed to like this girl, I just man, yeah, I may be cool with you, but we don't have that connection like that. So it's just porn. It's okay. just porn. So you compartmentalize. Yeah, but you always gotta make sure that even though it's still porn, you wanna give your best. Mm-hmm. Right. You wanna have the best performance. You wanna well, you're an actor. Of course. Because you do have fans. No, <laughs> Only it's crazy. Fans. I've been doing this since 18. I'm 32. Okay. Oh wow! Oh wow! So you got you some real fans. Yeah. And like, how does your and, wife feel about your career? Like she supports it. She's how actually long? my makeup artist. That's amazing. Hey, how long yeah. have y'all been together? Can uh, eleven years. And when? How long have y'all been married? Uh, eleven years. Oh From wow! The hey, nice. From the gut. Wow. So Dominican. Yeah. Right. <laughs> how y'all meet on day one and get married nah, the because same her day? Cousin <laughs> I was actually, now you know what it was. Her cousin that's actually my best friend. And like okay. I introduced him to her. They didn't even know there was family. Oh wow! <laughs> what? Yeah, till I was like, wait, 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 wait. wait. All right, you're gonna wait, get. Please, let me let me get through it quick. Right? Yeah, real so, quick, please. Dominicans drink a lot. They be drunk <laughs> and shit. So when um they were brothers, that got like the parents of the people I'm talking to. Yeah, they went to immigration, and when they signed their names, one of the parents was drunk as fuck. So the last like the last letter of their name is with an O. The nigga that was drunk put it with an A. So part of her family, her last name is with an O. And the other part is with an A, just off the parent being so drunk that he wrote the O like an A. So I introduced him. They're like, oh, your last name is with an O and your last name is with an A. Y'all cousins. Oh, no. Then this person said that person's name. Oh, that's my uncle. Oh, that's my uncle. Forget it. Now that you get it? <laughs> this wow. is some New York shit awesome if I've heard it. <laughs> wow. So reeling it back because I don't know Thank where you, we friend. just went. So... <laughs> <laughs> I was reading that BDSM couples that actually partake in it have better communication. One thousand percent. Less neurosis, are way more open with one another, That's and right. able to communicate their needs, and even were more sensitive, which is what you were saying about the kind of porn you like to watch. Yeah. So the thing with BDSM is there are you're you're kind of communicating your roles. So you do have normally a dominant force and a submissive force and sometimes you can switch um however bdsm does deal with things that can cause harm um mm-hmm. as in like you know the choking the roughness um <laughs> and the things that are associated to where you have to have safe words so if i like to to get pain i still have a cutoff as to where i can't if i like to be choked i need to be able you need to be able to know when you're choking me too hard. Safe so, you you know, there's the safe words. There's the communication of if you did something and it didn't feel good, I need to be able to communicate with you after. Listen, we I don't really think we should do that again. I didn't like when you did this. And the thing is, when you don't have that level of communication with your partner, you find yourself having sex and not enjoying it mm-hmm. because you don't know how to communicate that you don't like something. Um, And it's funny if you guys watch Euphoria, I think it's funny because as we have a porn star in the room and we're talking about how much porn does affect 
you know, even our lives in the bedroom, there's a scene where he goes to choke um, the mm-hmm. girl he's about to have sex with. And she almost in a panic is like, what are you doing? And in his mind, he thinks that's how he's supposed to have sex he's because that's what he sees what in the porn. Doing. And she didn't like that at all. And so I think that that's just a part of sex that we need to bring in outside of the one night stands like we talked to. I talked about how much I want to talk about what I like in sex before I have sex with somebody. And so I think that that needs to happen. I'm sure. Do you guys have safe words in in porn? Are there of things course. that as no, porn? No, actually, it's not about it's not about more of a safe word. It's about more like before we start shooting. Like it's more of a what are you like and what are you like? Yeah. What are your do's and what are you don'ts? Right. It's more of that, and then she go, I don't like this. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then off of that, then you good. You know, you know, I'm sad because I want to ask Dustin what he like and don't like, but I I can't. He but you know better. From me. Finish going, kind of man. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I, I think also porn because it's uh, it's something that's so um, based upon upon like categories. I'm yeah. sure there's intentions behind the shoots. Like you know, we want this actor or this actress who does you know this type of pornography. Of so there's of a course. science because, behind it. Like, a lot of it. people shame you. Like like I said earlier, it's like most people will be like, oh, when you're gonna do a gay porno? When uh-huh. you're gonna do a gay video? Or when are you gonna be in a video? When? With such and such? When this is that I, coming? I'm like, <laughs> Actually, that's not what I like. That's right. not what I'm into. Like I'm, okay. I'm, I have, like I'm open with my sexuality. And that's not what I like. That's not what I'm into. Like if I was into it and that's what I would like, then yeah, why not do it? It's but weird because don't I, put what, your insecurities on me. But I think when you think of porn stars, you think that they are just doing it for the money. Yeah. So why are you not doing everything for the money? Like, and there is actually a whole category called gay for pay. Of course. And it's where if they're supposed to be straight, mm-hmm. you know, passing men, um, and that they get tricked or yeah. They get persuaded into sex off of money. All the time. And so when I think of porn stars, I'm not going to lie. I do feel like, why else would you do it outside of the money, I guess? That is, that's me. So I'm saying, if if in my mind you're performing porn for money, why would you not do all sorts of sex acts for money? That's in your mind. But look, in my mind, okay. I'm doing porn, but it's not for the money. Right, which you, which you, you also which have to be ar- as a male performer. Yeah. You have to be aroused anyway, of course. So if something's just not your thing, then your thing ain't gonna be a thing. Yeah, so you yeah. have to, you, you know, yeah. that's what he means. Like, like for example, my friend right now, he owns a porn company. Like he was like, "Yo, you want to be in, uh, uh, in one of uh, the most revolutionary scenes that we're about to shoot?" I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." You know what the scene was? MMF, two two guys and one girl, and like they were just. And the shit is selling like hotcakes. That's what they're into. Right. right. That that's doesn't turn me on for me. No offense to whoever likes it, but that's what you like. And I respect it. I'm mean, so never going to hear me sit here and be like, oh, nah. Everybody got their sexual preference. Agreed. You know? No kink shaming. Yeah, no kink shaming. <laughs> like, I, I used to be like, are you crazy? I'll never get my, my ass ate. Till I had a girl, like, just... Forcefully, like, throw my legs not back. Forcefully? No, no, no. No, because now that's right. Know, like, Calm down. Like, that's she right. She was <laughs> not, not, not forcefully, but like, she was like performing oral sex on me and just like slowly, like, lifting my legs up. And in my head, I'm like, are my legs lifting or am I bugging out? My legs <laughs> lifting, nigga. No, you do. I'm drunk. I'm, I'm lit. And then she did it and it was like, the best oh, thing you've ever felt. <laughs> that shit felt good. Best so there we go. Ever had. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so dialing back, Francesca. <laughs> So I actually do want to bring it back to the BDSM conversation because I feel like we didn't really fully touch on it. But I do love the idea that 
it even said socioeconomic charts show that people actually <laughs> why you make that face because i want to know how you about to bring in someone's salary to bdsm they said that they noticed the people that they interviewed the data that people actually make more money people that are into bdsm so I, it's it's Which funny. I it was interesting. It makes sense, um, but I think it has more to do with that power dynamic. When you have someone who's making a lot of money, nine times out of ten, they're in higher positions in their jobs, mm. and so a lot of times when you get into the bedroom, you don't want to face reality. You want to insert yourself into a different reality, which is where you get the pay pigs, which is where you get mm. men wanting to be in latex and or where you want men being stepped right. on and and all of these dynamics where they're they're exuding so much power in their regular life. They want all of that power stripped from them that's a lot sad. of times by women um, because that's not something that we see in even, you know, our day-to-days or nine-to-fives. Mm. We have CEOs, we see men. I mean, that's just what it is. Even when you look at the the pay dynamic in America and how women just statistically make less money than men. So you do bring into that dynamic, which on the other flip side, women wanting to feel power in bed because we play such a submissive role as wives, as girlfriends, as mothers, um, and taking on the roles of submissive roles in the job. Are you raising your hand? No, I'm oh. just saying that you hit that shit right on the nail. Like, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, I, I know, like, again, before I was married and everything, like, I knew girls that, like, had higher power and, like, they were in this position of, like, they, everybody just went to them to, for them to, like, yo, you need to do this, you need to do that. They were the boss. But in bed, they're like, no, you need to, Shit on like you know like shit, me not shit on shit, me like but dominate, you know, dominate me Whoa. like slap me <laughs> throw me throw me around and I I would be like why but then the older I got seeing that she's in this position where she's everybody's boss and she tells people like you do this you do that she wants to be told that and everybody's scared. I don't, I don't even think it's that. that deep. Y'all know what I think it is. Here you go. Here you go, Dustin with a Dustin. Here you go. That equipment is expensive. Shit. Leather is expensive. You know what I'm saying? So you got to have, you know, be bringing in the money to support the habit. That's what I think it is. You know, them whips and chains and shit. That's, nah, that's money. Not, I, mean, I was going to say, friend. baby boy, you could go to, you could go to Rainbow mm-hmm. and get the plethora <laughs> or use them goddamn belt chains as chains. Right. Oh, and wow. take one of them, you know, headscarves as a goddamn blindfold. Yep. So there's okay. ways to get BDSM for the low. Keep I ain't on gonna with let the... nobody broke fuck around with me and beat my ass. I was gonna say, keep on with the nah. household items list, okay? Everybody's gonna be like, toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple. It's simple, bro. I told y'all I had someone like send me a video. Oh, can I not share that here? No, please uh, go ahead. Be so, yourself. So I, he was a college student at the time. So this is probably why he didn't have the money. Um, but he sent me a video of a condom on the tip of his wave brush. And he, <laughs> wow. And he put his wave brush in his booty hole as a dildo. Okay. And I guess it was also to keep him from getting splinters in his yeah. butt. <laughs> you think they weren't going to cut the condom? <laughs> so I was like, that I didn't what? think about that. But it, It's the other side. But yeah, no, The handle side. Yeah, it's the handle side. Yeah. <laughs> it's the handle side. <laughs> I, I can I can like vouch in on that. Like I had a girl like with her toothbrush. You see the, the those uh, electrical ones. Like uh, she like took off the top and she like 
played with her clearly. Oh, with, wow. with like the, you know, like the, the shit that vibrates. Right. She was People playing, so I was, creative. I was like, <laughs> I was so like, funny. whoa, like talk about oral hygiene. Yeah, like this is hygiene, cool, right? Like she literally just brushed her pussy. Oh wow, not brushed her pussy. <laughs> well, he brushed his booty hole technically too with the oh wave. You know, it's the BDSM is a nine billion dollar industry. Bring I it back, friend. They talking about brush that stinking monkey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you see when you started that, you said like you seen somebody in a latex. Like I yeah. see somebody like that, and he had like a like a a tube, a straw. Just, yeah, just a straw in his mouth. His just whole to body breathe. was, and wow. I was like, that is amazing. A person's winning the breath. And that gives me so much wow. anxiety. You know? And oh, it yeah, was like, Ooh, yeah. my chest gets tight. It is what it is. I'm dead thinking Being about a that. Latex outfit. Look, with, with just a straw to breathe, I would yeah. freak I out. am a heavy people breather. Like I need both nostrils and sometimes my mouth too. But that, I that only too. have the straw. I'm not going to lie. Every time I get sick and can't breathe out my nose, yeah, I'll be I'm like, I'm upset. Damn, I really take advantage of my nose. <laughs> I can't breathe. I'm saying I'm coming down with a cold. I feel latexy. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's I'm coming down with a little latex. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Is there anything though with kinks and fetishes that you feel that we have not covered in this episode? For those who might be, curious, <laughs> I know who those. For those uh, who might be curious, I think it's just important for um, not only not to shame. <laughs> Dustin um, <laughs> but but I think it's important to just have these conversations um, with your partners um, whether they are just fuck buddies whether you guys are in limbo whether it's your husband of 20 years whether you know it's you know whether you're even in a non-monogamous relationship I think that what you're into just needs to be discussed and communicated with all partners this is what I'm into are you into it and if they're not into it that's fine just know that whoever you're with doesn't have to be completely into everything that you're into and Um, discuss it early early as fuck I'm not you know I don't do the water sports but you know I don't have the sheets or equipment for that either so you can't be doing that not the equipment no because I'm just saying it's my bed so you had the equipment you would. No, but it would at least be That's like... That's why I love hotels. It would at least be like, me. well, at least I ain't got to come home to this or I don't yeah. got to change the sheets in the mattress. Goddamn. Because I'm not True. doing that. True. If you come in here next week smelling like syrup when we record, <laughs> if he come in here smelling like Miss Butterworth, <laughs> I know something. Oh I'll be, like, be like, friend, he didn't got the equipment. <laughs> it's a drop cloth somewhere in this nigga apartment. <laughs> that is hilarious. Describe your style in one word. Simple, sophisticated, adventurous. However you dress, the stylist at Stitch Fix can help you find your favorite new piece. Stitch Fix is an online personal styling service that delivers your favorite clothing, shoes, and accessories directly to you. First, you complete a style profile, then an expert personal stylist will send you a hand-picked box of items based on your preferences. They have solutions for men, women, kids, and everyone else all over the U.S., and now even in the U.K., With no subscription required, you can pick between automatic shipments or only getting new shit on demand. Shipping, exchanges, and returns are always free. Plus, the $20 styling fee is automatically applied towards everything you keep from your box. Stitch Fix works for me. It works for you. Uh, I actually use Stitch Fix to get some basics. I'm really into, like, basic pieces, Mm. like solid color button downs. You know what I'm saying? Like turtlenecks, things like that. Monochromatic looks are those work for me, and I got this blue shirt that I call my my action shirt. It's a navy blue button down shirt, and I swear to God, if I put this on, 
the deal is closing and the legs are opening. <laughs> so shout out to Stitch Fix. You can get started today at stitchfix.com slash friendzone and get an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. That's stitchfix.com slash friendzone for an extra 25% off when you keep everything in your box. Stitchfix.com slash friendzone. We all need someone to talk to. A person who can support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where Talkspace comes in. Talkspace is therapy for how we live today. Mobile, affordable, and available when you need it. Simply provide your preferences for therapy and Talkspace will match with one of their 5,000 plus therapists the very same day. Then you can send your therapist unlimited text, audio, picture, or video messages from anywhere at any time. And one month of therapy on the Talkspace platform costs about the same amount as a single face-to-face session. No matter what you're going through, you're not alone. Join more than one million who feel happier with Talkspace. I've read your reviews. I've read the emails and all the feedback that those of you listening left about your interactions with Talkspace. And they have all been positive. So I can for sure co-assign Talkspace as therapy for how we live today. Like they said, with more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing the challenges we all face, to match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go to Talkspace.com and use the code ZONE to get $65 off your first month to show your support for the show. That's ZONE at Talkspace.com. But I do think it's a it's a valid conversation because I have been with partners who have expressed being interested in things that I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. Oh, hell no. But they were so like, but they, and you know, I'm very open. So I'm like, if you have to get that elsewhere, do what you got to do. But they'd be like, no, but that, I want that from, from you. you. I, th- I think the number one question that we get is how do I bring up this to the, my partner? Yeah, yes. right. How do I bring this up? Especially if say like, you know, y'all have maybe had this conversation in passing and you know, damn, he really probably not going to piss on me, but this is something I really want to bring up and that I'm really into. How do I do it without him or him or her feeling some type of way? And I like, well, I like to take the blame. (laughs) Honestly, I like to, to you can either blame a sex podcast or you could blame porn or the group chat. I say blame the group chat and just say, why? So you can hate your friends too. That's fine. Blame me. But be like, Yo, they sent this in the group chat today. What you think about it? I think so your friends sending, is hoes. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but, but sending sending a video, maybe watching it together, and just being like, "Damn, I kind of want to try that. Is this something we we could just try?" Like, you no, know, and what the fuck you doing with this shit on your phone? <laughs> now, what you say then? That's what I'm into, it's man. Free. I was on Twitter. I didn't know how to bring it to you. I think that that's, I say that's that. I say that because it's funny, but I also think that that's what stops a lot of people from having that very conversation that you're encouraging them right. to have. Scared. Because they are afraid of they're being afraid. judged, being rejected, yeah. of, of mm-hmm. losing the relationship mm-hmm. that they're in. You know what I'm saying? There, Even though we can have, we're... Um, mature enough and advanced enough in our worldview to be able to like yes. facilitate a conversation of like course. this. Right. But let's be honest, the things that we are discussing are extreme right. for most people in their sexual lives. So before I'm you one. say, but, but you got to understand, I, I that, think that on their experiences. That, that, so like, we need to def- to talk more about what we can say to people to encourage them to be fearless, I guess, when they have that conversation, because that will stop you. Listen, if you, if you, if what you, 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 you saying that this is the friend zone, and I think that you guys do focus on mental health awareness. And for those people who 
feel like they are trapped in a bubble with their sexuality, really deal with a lot of mental demons and feeling like they have to hide who they are and they can't express who they are. And I think that's a big thing, even with sexuality as a spectrum and in general with how you identify. And so what you're saying is, is valid because you will probably receive a response that is not what you want. Mm -hmm. However, I think that getting out what you want, if you can't get it from that partner, you really realizing that if this is something you can't be without and this person is not willing to experience that, that well, then maybe the you. conversation yeah. now of non-monogamy, bringing other partners into the relationship or you walking away mm-hmm. are ideas that you have to face with because I think at the end of the day, your mental health is the most important, but also being true to yourself and, and not conforming if, to what someone wants you to be. And if you're into chaps, you can walk away with your ass out. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. What's your next I point, baby? I hate you so much. You did that. So what I love is that a psychiatrist was saying that the real psycholo- psychological damage, excuse me, is in concealing your desires. So I love that Mandy brought that up. So suppressing it, suppressing the fetish does more damage than having the fetish 100%, itself. 100%, yes. So I do think people should communicate, but I wonder how it's easier said than done. You know what I mean? And I think what I have, hmm. the trouble I've, uh, the challenges I've faced, I should say, is couples or my partners being like, it has to be with you though. Do you want to know the crazy part? I think the fear that most of us have in terms of everything is hearing the word no. Being rejected. That's it. Yep. Once you get past the fear of, if you have in your mind this person is going to tell me no, okay, how do I respond past no? And can I fully accept hearing no? Then those fears that you're saying are, are eliminated. I say this for even women who don't know how to ask for money. They don't know how to ask for the relationship to be more. It's literally all in the fact that both men and women fear rejection. Right. And so once you literally maybe, you know, train yourself to be able to accept no, oh, I'd be asking for the world now. <laughs> and if you tell me no, okay, Bye. you tell me no. Moving All right. On. That's literally what it is. And right. so it's not the fear. And yes, judging and all of that is involved, but it literally is the idea of rejection mm. right. that I think a lot of us need to get mm-hmm. over. But that's from... You know, that sounds back from elementary school and, you know, us not getting what we want as being, at, you know, we want this toy. We want this candy. Like from literally childhood, we just don't literally ever learn how to condition ourselves to accept no. Mm. And also people being afraid hmm. of being viewed as weird mm-hmm. or a deviant. No kink shaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kink shaming. See, it's all I'm, good. I don't, I'm not a kink shamer. I'm very tolerant. But that's not to say that I need all the kinks. Like, I'm very much the, the school of, like, not everything is for me. But at the right. same time, I guess it depends on how deep in the relationship I am before I can say. Because um, I'm hearing you say, like, all right, well, maybe not with me. Like, because if someone says to you, like, oh, well, this is my kink, but I have to do it with you, that would be a problem. But I don't know if I know every relationship for me. And a lot of relationships, I might say, well, go do that somewhere else. I don't know if every relationship for me is going to be like a go do that somewhere else because right. depending on the kink, I might be like, well, we can't even be together. Mm, okay. I mean, outside of necrophilia and pedophilia and those type of right, things. Right, because yeah, those, type of, saying, yeah, yeah, those type of uh, things, I'm like, oh, hell to the motherfucking, no, we are done. But there are some kinks I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're never doing this to me. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you can go call up your homegirl or homeboy, whoever you used to do that with and, you know, relive that, but it's never happening over here. Like, I think one thing I like is for someone to tell me up front what the fuck is up 
But because it, you know, certain kinks, people aren't comfortable doing that. Of course. But I'm super tolerant in, a, in wanting people to be able to talk to me about anything. But it's also like, that don't mean I'm accepting of everything. And I don't think you have to be accepting of it. Mm-hmm. But it's creating that dialogue, um, letting the person you're with have the choice. I think that that's something we also yes. eliminate when we don't have conversations. Give me the choice. You literally eliminate the choice of that person to want to deal with you or not. So you mean like tell them like, okay, so since you told me you like, you know, people shitting on you, you have a choice to either you can stop leave or doing say, it yeah. or get the fuck out of here. Yeah, like yeah. so, or, or to me, like I've dealt with, with men who have dealt with trans women. Or men who have maybe experimented at one point or another. What you mean experimented? With other men or trans women or thought clear, they girl. just... We talking about a yeah, lot they, of bullshit Yeah, they've been, they've been curious as far as even their sexuality. And, and that is actually a kink being, mm-hmm. you know, or cross-dressing and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And when they've opened up to me about these things, one of the first questions I ask them is, do the other women in your life know this about you? Do your ex-girlfriends know this about you? And for a lot of them, I am one of the first people that they've been open to express this to. Mm -hmm. And immediately, that's where my disgust comes into because it's almost like you didn't give those women even a chance to know who you were and to decide if they wanted to continue dealing with you. And if this is a part of you, I think it's important for you to share that with someone and decide if that's who they want to be with or not. Now, how... How tolerant of that are you, though? Because, you know, society is not set up for where men can be open about a lot of that stuff. And I say that a lot of that is to blame on women. Mm -hmm. And I think that we put it on society. um, But it's really we as women who, especially in a day and age where we are sexually liberated and we want men to take us with our body, our high body counts. And we want men to take us after we fuck them on the first night. And we have all of these things as as women that we want men to accept from us. Oh, no. My phone is tripping. I'm it's sorry, fine. y'all. It's fine. But you got I it. I literally wasn't touching this bitch. So. It's cool. It's cool. You got to pull the call tonight? No, that was actually escape. <laughs> <laughs> the loner goes down. No, <laughs> I, I, I feel like it's our responsibility as women to allow specifically black men mm-hmm. to experience and open up about their sexualities without us judging them. And I feel like that's why we do have the DL. That is why we we have our black men who are hiding their kinks, their sexualities from us because we're we're not open enough to accept what they want. Although we want them to be very much open with everything that we want to do, our past, and accept even what we want in the present. Mm-hmm. So I think it's our responsibility as black women to sit here and say, black man, don't hurt. Black man, don't hide who you are. Tell me and let me embrace you because I sit here and want you to be my king. And so I'm going to take every part of you. I'm not going to sit here and shame you for it or expose you and put you into a, a society that already deems you as below them in any way, shape or, or form. So I think it's it's us that need to that do that. That also has to do with the way they were raised as well. Yes. All of know, that needs to be... A lot of us was raised with parents, don't be gay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. You were brought up already yeah. getting taught these things uh, or getting taught, don't be bringing no gay niggas in my house. Like, 
like what as the a fuck woman. Does my friend have but I was to gonna do? say that was that's gonna say, a woman's responsibility, but, but even gonna, as a mom. Yeah, I was like, gonna say like one of the things that it's weird because one of the things that I admire so much about you is that you care so much about men being free about their I sexuality. Do so much. But I also like hate the fact that women sometimes you know have to be responsible for a man's healing because men are brought up in this image that they have to do so much to be so masculine yep. or they have to provide or they have to be the man of the house. But women have to, they see that image and they support that. They're like, okay, well, I'm just going to be a housewife while the man does this and supports right. this. So like when a man comes to them with a kink, it's like, well, men don't act like that. Men don't ask to have their ass licked. Like men don't ask to be sexually pleased this way. Men only just take, take, take. They don't ask or share feelings or share like it's funny and it's I'm so conflicted hearing you talk because it's like I agree with you and I'm so happy to hear a woman wants a man to be free but it also sucks to hear that a woman has to take on the same shit that men are being told by society and say I don't accept this I reject this I just think it's it goes back to even gender reveals and putting blue for men pink for women yeah but or, and it goes literally back to that You're because right. even even before we know how to speak as men, you're not supposed to cry. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to show feelings. Mm -hmm. And so that's conditioned into men very freely. Not only that, as far as sexuality, we're deemed as beings who are now no longer pure or dirty for having sex. Oh, you're always and, a submissive. And, and men are pushed to have sex as, as early as possible. And so I think it's those narratives in the household that needs to be changed from start. So right. it's not only just a woman needing to take on the responsibility of society as a whole. It's not, yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Like, we need to take take out the fact that, yes, men can cry. Men can have feelings. <laughs> and yes, women can have sex and still be wifey material if they fucked you on the first night. Like all mm -hmm. of these constructs surrounding sex, emotions and and just literally are how we are as human beings. We are wired a certain way. And I think we're more like than what we seem, you know, what society wants us to be. What society makes a scene. Right. Like yeah. you in the shit. It's like she'll play with a Barbie, but I play with a with a transformer. It's still a doll. Right. Right. Yeah. So even stuff like that, yeah. right? Just, she's playing with a Barbie and I'm playing with like a Like if y'all if y'all switch them, it's literally it's no different. There's no doll. difference. Like the There's imagination no is still you know involved. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So which goes back to like I had little cousins. They play with Barbies. I can't play with a Barbie. So my little cousin wants me to play with her. But that come. You can't play with that Barbie. You're a man. But what's crazy she about She wants me to play with her. That's my family. I love her. I'll play with the fucking Barbie or whatever it right. is just to satisfy her. Right. And what's wrong with you exactly. for bringing that? Like, yeah. yeah. But right. but what y'all are saying is, I think, the sickness in us all together. Yes. When you think of, I don't want you playing with a Barbie, it's because you automatically go into, okay, you playing with a Barbie makes you gay. Gay is sex with, Which is with, the, with point the same I was sex. Which is the point I'm trying to lead on. As children, gay. as children, why do we? Why are we caring, or yeah. why are we putting these ideas of sex onto right. children? Yes. But not even Period. gay, not even gay, because you can't even. You know, I feel like society puts it as just less than. Yeah, like right. if you're a man that plays with dolls, you're less than. You're not a, a man. You know mm. what I'm saying? Facts. So like, if you're a woman that wants to take control of power, you're not trying to be submissive. You're too much. You're angry or whatever those kinds yeah. of right. stuff. So like, there's these different things that come in, in these multitude of ways. So like, when it comes down to sex and trying to communicate sexually. How the fuck it's do you not do that? Easy. It's <laughs> right. not easy. Yeah. It's not. And none of this is easy. Like, I appreciate Fran for, for bringing on, you know, bringing me on to have this conversation. I think that, you know, on my show, we talk about it in a lighthearted, comedic way. Um, sex is funny. 
you know, I was eating out pussy and got farted in the face and kept going. So, you know, <laughs> shit is funny. Uh, <laughs> things can be funny or like things can also be messy. You have an anal sex. Now you got to look at the skid mark on the sheet. Yep. Now what? We're looking like, yep. ew, but, <laughs> you know, so, yep. but it's all things that I think that we need to just become more comfortable with. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> right. She right, she right. You know, um, but I, I appreciate this conversation. But I, I do think that a lot of people outside of battling anxiety, which is something that, oh my God, I'm battling insanely right now. Um, there's anxiety, there's depression, there's all these other forms of mental health that are discussed and being pushed out into the narrative with this super force of mental health awareness that I don't think people are focusing on the distress of or or keeping inside your desires sexually right. and the effect that that's having on a lot of people, not only with their sexuality, but with just the release on how they want to and please how themselves. Many, and how much of your life that would transcend yeah. Yeah. once you start opening up even just with your sexuality and your partner, that will suddenly lead into your jobs and you mm -hmm. start auditing your life as a whole and then 100%. everything will feel different. It's like more about being like accepted for who you are. Like fully. Yeah, like fully yeah. accepted. Because sometimes people be like, oh, I'm like, I have friends who are gay. They like men. They like women, bisexual. I don't care. That's you. Right. I have to respect what you like. Yeah, I don't know and why then we're so say, focused like, on what people we'll do in We'll be in a bedroom. circle, no. Right. No, I want to see No, no, I don't care either, that. but I'm saying we'll have friends of, like, friends that's been together for 15. Yeah. And then, like, this friend will be like, nigga, you fucking... And I'll be like, yo, bro, bro, chill, bro. Like, what you doing? You don't know if that person's going through something in his home right. or if he's suicidal and he has anxiety and he just won't need somebody to talk to. You can't come to him like that. Right. At the end of the day, we grew up with that. That's our friend. Right. Yeah. Don't do that. Because you might be in a position where he might come and be like, oh, you this. You're not going to like it. Right. So mm -hmm. let's stop being so judgmental. And let's just respect everybody's feelings, sexuality. Just respect everybody's boundaries. Respect what everybody likes. And don't be commenting on what fucking, what she likes or you like or he likes or he likes. Right. Just respect. I like that ring on your finger. And y'all go watch his eleven-inch sword. <laughs> yeah, everybody go watch it. I mean, like I don't. No, and Asante's point, I love too, because I have, you know, I'm super open-minded. One thing that I am is a very good listener. Mm -hmm. A lot of my partners have always said that they felt safe being their full selves with I me, which feel safe is like that friend, right? It's the highest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> to me, that's the highest compliment. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, there's not very much healing that I can do for people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. that's, that's it. I can uh, provide the space for them to figure it out, but I can't do it myself. Yeah. And I do think there have been partners where even if I was open minded about certain things, there was still the anxiety, the hesitation and the yeah, fear. They were only yeah. going to do so much that work. They could do so much because it was so yeah. indoctrinated at this and point. It, mm -hmm. I had I had a partner and I'll, and I'll share this before we get out of here. But I did have a partner who I was damn near in love with. Um, and he grew up in the church, like, you know, was very well put together in society as far as his job and everything. Um, and he fought the idea of him being attracted to trans women. That was something that, you know, we had the conversation about, he opened up to me about, and he was like, do you know, I brought a white woman home and my mama almost beat my ass for bringing a white woman home. What are the thoughts of me bringing a trans woman home? And he right. even identified that he would be okay with being, you know, with a trans woman and, and going out and being in the open, but his fear was losing his family because they wow. grew up in the church. Right. And that led to alcoholism, depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I 
even took him to, um, if you're in the New York City area, this isn't an ad, but um, it's a place called Fairy Tales. And it's they know in it Hell's Kitchen. Okay, show. it's in it's in Hell's Kitchen. But I took him there. Is it like if this is what you want to do? Let's what go. Is, like, wait, okay. what's Fairy Tales? So Fairy Tales is a trans strip club. <laughs> okay, <laughs> um, but it's a place that you can go, and there's women dressed with very little clothing that will dance for you. Okay, um, and Got or it. have conversations with you. And there's a bar. It's like you know, it's a strip club with trans. And so I brought him there just to like let him know, like I was. Inviting, you know, to you being interested in that. Supporting, yeah. And still, that wasn't enough. Yeah. Hmm. Because there were demons within himself that didn't fully even want to accept what he was was uncomfortable with. So it's not for you. You can sit there and be a listener. You can sit there and even support your partner. But it goes way deeper. It goes way deeper into that. And so if you're with a partner who's expressing this to you and is still battling it, battling with it within himself there are times to where like you may just have to step away because those are demons that you can't help him fight Mm -hmm. those are demons that only he or she has to work on within themselves so what the fuck you supposed to do then oh yeah I love that nigga I said let me know when you're ready I mean find yourself well he should probably Try therapy. He needs one hundred. Oh, he's in therapy. Right, he's in therapy. Also got a clinical advice to help him work through where that stems from that he doesn't feel comfortable. No, agreed. But also, I think that that is the fear with with sexuality with kinks is the fear of your family. And unfortunately, oh, yeah. you're not fucking your family. Hopefully, any is, relationship is a thing, that's important to you, the fear of, lose, of the fear of losing them, that yeah. is what hinders people from being yeah. completely right. transparent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think you you touched on that. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why I didn't tell my parents I did porn till I realized they kicked me the fuck out. They left me on my own because that's what they had to do for me to become a man. Honestly, and for me to like hold my own, but not, and now I'm paying my parents for everything my parents got outside okay. of even kids. But, I know it was probably hard to talk about doing porn because no. I've met so many people that have done porn. I'm just like, cool. But I've also met so many people that are like, oh, they do porn. They, yeah, and, and they, they're just so they just like, the they care so much the, about it. And I'm yeah. just like, well, shit, like you watch porn, don't you? That's how you fucking know. You support it. Be happy. Ask for autograph, whatever the fuck you want. It's like I was trying to tell you earlier. Yeah. I knew a girl like she followed me on the gram. She had like all these followers. She likes like a thousand of my pictures. Right. Mm-hmm. But then she goes, oh. You're a porn star? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to take my likes and my followers back. Who what, says that? No what does mean being a porn star make you take away your follow? like you following me and your likes? Like, I'm still human just tab. like you. Because that. you don't want to be known that you're a freak and that you like this type right. of shit that I'm doing and you have important people following. So you got to make me feel like shit. To make yourself feel better And to bring a silver mm-hmm. lining exactly. To that story um, Shout out to Instagram For removing the activities tab. <laughs> Thank God so She can like your pictures In peace yep. Go ahead friend yep. Thank God Can I just say friend On a more PG related note I, That's why one of the reasons I love Maya Like she is Shameless Maya She's removing the shame Of her talking about sex Because people are too damn Especially prudish. as a Christian Right They're too damn prudish As Christians To even think about Like anything sexual Let alone the the damn word so when I look at people that have kinks, like I don't want to shame nobody because they feel the type of way. Everything is not for me. But that also means that's why I like people to say up front, like, oh, I'm into this. So I can be like, oh, that ain't my speed. But, you know, like, that's what you up to. Like, you know, we can still be friends or whatever. Which is one of the other reasons that I enjoy you, Mandy, is because you're real good about saying like, oh, well, we're not doing this. But it doesn't mean like a complete cutoff because sometimes I'm you're not talking like about. That. Are you talking about dark? Liquor? I mean, in general. Oh, because <laughs> <laughs> that's guess, what I thought. You're... In the back. 
<laughs> Tequila and vodka, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm grateful that we could even have this conversation because I know that it's a little, you know, comfortable, <laughs> a little edgy, <laughs> especially for us. But if it's the friend zone, that means we have to cover all Everything. bases, even the ones that might be uncomfortable or unpopular on a platform like this. So I'm super glad, Mandy, that you would come. Thank on. you. Well done, and my kind of man. Thank you my for pleasure. your perspective. Anytime. I think it was awesome to have the Anytime. both of you. And Manny's amazing, huh? Thank you. They both are. I, I love, I, I love met you all guys. two sides of the coin. I feel like I see y'all weekly, honestly, at, at this, this point. point. <laughs> we have really been hanging out weekly. What? You're not over me, baby. I am. <laughs> no. You were but, just in um, my house. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for having me, bringing me on again, even inviting me to the Friend Zone Live. Um, I appreciate that. I guess, am I dropping? Drop my, everything. My, okay, drop everything. All right, guys. Um, if you enjoyed, you know, this conversation, there's a lot more like it over at Horrible Decisions. Um, we are literally on all platforms that you listen to your favorite podcast. You type in horror, we pop up. Also, <laughs> if you guys did, yeah. maybe are looking for a date night or a night out with your friends, we are going on tour as hey, well. And it's a big Thank you. Okay. Um, we are going on a 17 city tour, including Jamaica. Um, you and so, Jamaica? Yes. We, you, you coming to Jamaica. Um, Is that hedonism? It, so that's one of the resorts. Oh, we, I'm not coming to Jamaica. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess I'll make the announcement here. Um, we're making the, the announcement this week. But um, Horrible Decisions will be doing not only a live show, but we'll be integrating our brand into Mocha Fest 2020 at Jamaica, um, in Jamaica. So you can go to mochafest.com, use promo code HORRIBLE for $50 off of your booking. Also, if you guys do want to see us live here in the States, tickets are available right now for Philly, D.C., and Boston. We are hitting Philly at the TLA. That is on November the 6th. We are doing Howard Theater in D.C. on November November the 8th, which is a Friday. So come out and turn out. And then we will also be at the Somerville Armory on December 12th. Also, if you guys are in the D.C. area, I will be hosting a love and relationship panel at the Love Jones Cafe on October 23rd. So that's next Wednesday. Come and join me. There's dinner. There's drinks. Um, it's going to be a good time. There's live R&B and poetry. I appreciate all of you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. There's a lot going on. You guys can follow me at Full Court Pumps everywhere. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and pass the mic now. That sounded like a lot. So I hope you guys... <laughs> you did great. Up, literally just visit HorribleDecisions.com for tickets um, and my Instagram at Full Court Pumps for and all I'll of the other And I'll make sure and tag everybody. Horrible with a W. Thank you. Horrible with a W-H-O-R-E. Makana, man, I want to hear about where I can follow off your well, You can did. follow me on Twitter. <laughs> The Makana X-Man. You can follow me on Instagram, The Real Makana X-Man. I have a website, which is themakanaman.com. You can follow me on X-Videos on The Makana Man, Pornhub on The Makana Man, nice. X and XX on The <laughs> Makana Man. If you would like to see podcasts and like see my personality, you can go on YouTube and see the G-Spot. Nice. And that's about it. Like, you know, I'm just working and grinding. And shout out to y'all for inviting me here. Of course. course. You know, taking the yeah, time absolutely. to be able to, you know, and I hope that you guys took a lot from this episode. Um, again, I know this is different for your audience, but I think it still has a lot to do with um, our mental health, our awareness, and, yeah. and feeling feeling like ourselves in our own bodies. So yes. thank you guys again. Fact. 
This yeah. is probably, I'm going to say this on the recording because I've never done this before. It's probably one of my favorite episodes. Well, Aww, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We was a lot. Bladders was full. No, um, we're a lot. <laughs> they added to the content, but you know. No, but, but thank, you, thank you. This was fun. This is fun. Thank you, guys. I don't know how y'all say bye. <laughs> this is the friend zone. <laughs> you are now tuned in to the friend zone. There we go. <laughs> Come on, drop. Just, I just want to say anything. You are now tuned in to the friend zone podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. As always, we love you so much. And if anything, the only takeaway I would say is to open your mind, too. You never know. Something might feel edgy for you, but it doesn't mean that you... like. Mr. McConaughey said <laughs> there were things I'm that open, he got like, exposed to know. because he was yeah. willing to try it. So have these combos, try things, maybe don't try things. And be open. Because don't try things because people want to make you try things. Try things because you want to try things. Exactly. I like be that. you, be yourself. Open to it. Open yeah, yeah, your be yourself. It. Right, yeah. be open to new things. And if you ain't into new things, be real about that exactly. so you can move on to what's right for you, exactly. honestly. Exactly. Right. Woo. You got fired up. I did because I just love the fact that we had a sec uh, episode about sex and sexuality mm -hmm. because on both sides of the coin, whether it's men being comfortable, women being comfortable, we all have to be open so we can stop wasting each other's time yep. so we can get to what the fuck we want. Facts. And so you can just feel better. And you got to be open to take the... Well, <laughs> have a good evening. Folks. And on that note, <laughs> stay bye, black and protect your magic. Bye. Yeah. And protect your neck too. Bye, bye, bye.